0: In this episode, Kelly and Ingrid talk about the language learning objectives that underlie our seasonal Halloween activities.
1: Not only does the Halloween theme present opportunities for new vocabulary acquisition, but also meaningful grammatical instruction, developing literacy skills, and cultural content. Welcome
0: to We Teach French with your hosts, Kelly Burt and Ingrid Veilleux. We are two podcasters on a learning adventure in French immersion. In each episode, we dive into a different topic in French immersion. Thank you for joining us.
1: Bonjour!
0: <laughs> J'ai oui, peur quand oui. tu comme ça! C'est l'Halloween! Setting the mood yes. for today's topic. C'est l'Halloween. Mm-hmm. Nous avons des craintes nous avons peur.
1: Today in the podcast, we're going to... Talking about Halloween as a theme, I always find that students are super excited for Halloween and that kind of surprised me when I went back into the classroom a few years ago from being at a university, the level of excitement in Mm. October. So I don't normally do a lot around holidays in my teaching, but this one we take some time with because the kids are really into it. But I know in today's uh, episode, Ingrid, we're going to talk about the purpose behind what we're doing. And it's not just because, yay, it's Halloween and it's fun, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of purpose behind what we do with our teaching and how we connect it to our work as French language educators.
0: So Kelly, I'm wondering, as you think about a topic such as Halloween, how do you approach planning for this topic? What is your thought process?
1: Well, there's a few things if I'm thinking about the end in mind that I want the students to be able to do. So a couple of sort of my summative pieces, if we're talking about Halloween, is a lot of description um, and using descriptive words and speaking in full and complete sentences, writing those sentences, and then being able to read someone else's or hear somebody else and understand that. And so... The first activity is um, dans la maison hantée. So we're working towards um, drawing and describing a haunted house. And so that will be our final task where the students have to... I usually give them a template, a black line master of a big haunted house on a large sheet of paper. And they have to decorate it and... and. Um, include all the scary things in their haunted house, but then they have to be able to write a paragraph about it and they have to be able to describe it to somebody else because then the other summative activity with a partner is I'm listening to your description of the haunted house, I have a blank template and I'm completing the haunted house and comparing it to your original model, Uh right? And so if I'm thinking about, okay, that's where we're going with that particular activity, the students are going to need the vocabulary to talk about all the scary things in and around the haunted house. This is the time I really focus on prepositions of place. Mm. Qu'est-ce qu'il y a devant la maison, à côté de, um, dans, sur, these sorts of things. So we teach. I teach all of those vocabulary words, and we practice those. And then the other big piece, so we've got vocabulary prepositions or adjectives, because we're doing so much describing in this little mini unit, if you want to call it. Um, You learn, the students will learn many adjectives to describe, but also what comes in within this mini unit and what I really focus on is which adjectives come before the noun and which ones
0: come after. Ah. So
1: even though we might think, oh, I'm just going to draw a haunted house, oh my gosh, to get there, there's quite a bit of teaching that has to happen.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in grade seven, I'm thinking about how also similar things, and I'm trying to think what are some of these m- maybe a little bit more unusual adjectives that and words that I can use to describe. A few I thought of were sombre, dégoûtant, gluant, maléfique.
1: love those words. Mm
0: -hmm. So hopefully they'll pick out some of their favorites and be able to do some character descriptions. I love it.
1: And so that's the the one I have is the haunted house. And then another one, depending on how much time I have, because I'm um, a chronic ambitious over planner (laughs) where i have too many things i want to achieve and then we run out of time not that you run out of time but i'm like okay it's time to move on like let's say okay halloween's gone kelly but another one i do sometimes in conjunction with or maybe at another time is with monsters where they have to draw the monster describe the monster and um similar partner activity so I'm going to describe my monster to you you're going to listen and draw it and
0: yeah Now was it in your class where I saw the the folded paper drawing of the monsters mm-hmm. where it's folded into four sections the first person draws the head and then the, they pass it to the next person they've just indicated where the neck ends the next person draws the torso And then they indicate the bottom of the torso. And then, oh, I guess maybe three sections. The last person draws the legs.
1: Yes. um, I have done that in the past. I can't remember the last time I did it.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel Uh, like I saw it in your class I've
1: definitely done that and where they fold the paper and pass them around and then you get this crazy looking monster at the end and then they have to describe whatever they end up with
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I'm thinking about in grade seven I really have one main language goal I'm thinking about le subjonctif okay because uh, when we're talking about our fears it is a perfect time to introduce this tricky verb tense. Here are some examples of the subjunctive. Quand je vois un vampire, j'ai peur qu'il me morde. Mm. And so our goal is then to talk about nos craintes, nos doutes, le désir des monstres. What are these monsters after? Right. So I think the subjunctive mood is perfect because... We're not so certain about these monsters and people fear them and have suspicions about them. So I think it lends itself very well to that tense. And then the other um, grammatical point that I think one can review, c'est les verbes réfléchis. Donc, pour l'Halloween, je me déguise en sorcière, par exemple. Or, back to the monsters, le monstre ne se montre pas. Il se parle. Pourquoi est-ce que le zombie se parle? Où le monstre de Frankenstein veut se venger contre son créateur. I think there's a lot of um, reflexive verbs, and then separately, there's a lot of opportunities to use the subjunctive, offering sentence starters, using just any kind of format to talk about this content.
1: I love it, and I think I'm hoping our listeners hear that. I, the, where we're thinking behind the scenes grammatically, right? Because I think there's, as you've described with subjunctive, and I hadn't thought about that. Of course, it's not something I do in grade six. Mm-hmm. But, um, when you're faced with a theme or a topic, um, always, uh, we're thinking, I know, about our purpose. And so what, what kinds of things do we, do the students, what are the tools, the building blocks they need to continue to build their language and then to be able to achieve a task and whether mm-hmm. it's, describing a haunted house or listening to someone's description of a monster Um, and I
0: think maybe the difference between other planning methods even though we're we're planning ahead we're starting with the content and then saying what grammar is needed in order to express this rather than saying I have this grammar topic what artificial situation can I force upon this so I think it kind of comes out a little bit more naturally right and I
1: As you know, we've talked about this before and how much I support this approach around um, making the grammar teaching integrated and purposeful and not just because I need to learn how to conjugate verbs in the subjunctive or I need to know. I have to memorize which adjectives come before or after the noun, but this gives the context and the place to do it um, that has a Mm -hmm. home. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Those are kind of like the planning we think about and we're you know as teachers thinking about what are the grammatical and vocabulary pieces the students will need but there are also a few other fantastic resources that um i love to use in october and maybe you do too ingrid so maybe we could talk a little bit about those yeah let's do it so let's first of all start with 1981 do you know what happened in 1981
0: i have no idea
1: I, myself, was in grade 7 in 1981. Really? Oh. That is the year that Matt Maxwell wrote C'est l'Halloween. Oh. (laughs) I hope all of our listeners out there, if you're a teacher of French, you cannot tell me you don't know this song. Even now, I find with the teacher candidates coming up that we have in our classrooms. Who have been in French immersion themselves? They're like, "I was saying that when I was in yeah." Yeah.
0: And it is so catchy. The words are perfect for grade six LFI. But I find even in other grades, it's so catchy. It doesn't matter that you know it's a little bit simpler or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's used a lot in core French classes because I often have students who will have um, heard the song in grade five as well. but what I love to do with that song is um, I have the students do an activity where they have to put the lyrics in order. So I make it a listening activity. So we, of course, they're going to learn the song and they're going to learn some new vocabulary um, and they are sing the song. But as well, I like to, once they've had a bit of practice, give them that challenge. So I take the lyrics of the song and cut them into strips, put them in an envelope and every table group gets an envelope and they've got to spread the words out, uh, the sheets of little strips of paper on their tables and then as they're listening to the song, listen and put the lyrics of the song in order and then once we've got them in order, we all sing the song at the end. And what i found works really well for my students is when I play it the first time when we're doing this particular activity, putting the lyrics in order, I use a YouTube version of the song and so I can go into the settings and slow it down
0: Uh, And so
1: I slow it down to 0.75 speed and I'll be circulating in the room and I'm watching and seeing how are they doing. And then if I feel like if I look at the group as a whole and they're being relatively successful, maybe for the second listening, I might put it at the normal speed. But if they're not ready, I'll keep it there. We do multiple listenings. Usually I have to say this activity, you've got to listen. I found in my experience, we've got to listen to the song about three or four times. So I love repeated listenings, but I like repeated listenings with purpose, right? So we're going back to the lyrics and uh, putting the song in order. And then once we've got them all in order, then you're going to sing along with. And that's the ultimate test. If your lyrics are in order, um, that they match up with the song.
0: I love it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's great. And it, it is really nice when students, if they recognize the song from a previous year, there's so much new Stuff That's coming at them. I find them extremely nostalgic with, with the song yes. and I thought I heard Matt Maxwell say That he had I think he was subbing or to seeing and mm-hmm. it was Halloween or around mm-hmm. Halloween And he just wrote it quickly for his students. It was some some kind of thing and then it became yes. this huge hit
1: Yeah, apparently he wrote it in about 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah so It's a Canadian classic my friends. That's right. <laughs> Um and then aside from the song, there are two other uh videos that I like to use around Halloween. Um uh, maybe the first one I'll talk about is La sorcière dans les airs.
0: I love this one. Yes, yeah. and so um for our listeners, it's an animated um is it claymation? It's not claymation. No, no. It's
1: kind of like that stop motion y looking Yeah. Like of animation. But
0: there are no words. There, the, or, so that's one or, of
1: the are things. Are there words? So there's a little bit of vocabulary. Okay. But minimal okay. dialogue and narration. And the thing that's beautiful about it, if you can imagine, like late French immersion, grade six in October, they're still so beginner. Last year, my students loved it, and they can get so much out of it because the visuals tell the story, and they have a and the vocab is quite basic, so they understand. There'll be words that we've been studying, and they see them in the video, um, so it um, is very enjoyable despite their beginner status mm-hmm. in the language. And I never
0: get tired of watching it.
1: Oh, it's so cute. It is it's cute. So, an activity that has been very successful with my students is putting the story in order, the um, events in the film in order, and then describing with very simple language, sort of beginning, middle end mm. of what's happening. Now I found this fantastic free resource online. It's a PDF document and it comes from les films du And so it's fiche et activité du livre au film and then activité because this is an adaptation of the book room on the broom in english so so there's a child's novel or child's book that goes with but within this pdf document they have um a color copy where you can print little images from the film and so what it is is um putting uh all of the there's little pictures that you cut out and then the students put them in order to tell from beginning to end. And so what I did with my students was I splurged on a color copy for everybody <laughs> because the pictures that look so beautiful in color from the film adaptation. Then the students cut out the little pictures so they're ready to go. And then as they're watching the film, they're looking for the corresponding image and putting that in order. So there's no language yet, they're just pictures. And then, then the next step we did was I had them glue the little pictures in their writing journal. And then for each picture, they had to write a little sentence. And, and I always was modeling for my students, even from the get-go. It might be something as simple as, C'est un chat. Il y a un chat. Il y a une sorcière sur un ballet. And because I've been working on prepositions and the il y a and some of that simple vocab, They've got it. Some of them were adding in adjectives as well. Uh, so when the students completed that activity, I was really impressed by their comprehension and their ability to retell the story in French after you know six to eight weeks already in the language. They had the building blocks to do that. So it was so uh, successful for them as a, a viewing uh activity and working on their literacy skills in french having said that within this document i've referenced this pdf document they have all kinds of little images to support activities that go with the film like the main characters the um animals and accessories in the film like les ballets, les vêtements, la baguette. Oh my gosh, my students loved that vocabulary, la baguette magique. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Then decor, like the setting. Um, and then there's more activities in here that are a little bit too advanced for where my students are in terms of proficiency, like talking about um the jealousy of the cat mm. that sort of thing and being possessive and The happiness of the dog and how sad the bird is and those sorts of things. But um, if I could just refer our listeners, it is um, L-E-S-F-I-L-M-S-D-U-P-R-E-A-U dot com. Les films du pro, P-R-E-A-U that's where they'll find that document maybe we could put a link in yeah, the, let's yeah in the in description our, in our description um because my gosh it's really a rich resource and my students had so much fun with it and one of my students oh, she was so such a sweet lovely person she came back the following week and she said Madame I went home on the weekend and I told my mom about that movie and we watched it over the weekend together. And we were laughing. Oh, Her mom doesn't speak a word of French. Yeah. And she loved it and she had to re-watch the film and they wanted to watch the film again. And it's about a 30-minute film. Mm -hmm. And through the whole, you could have heard a pin drop in my Mm -hmm. classroom. Mm -hmm. They really liked it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: If you have an account, it's free to set up on idelo.org. Which is um, part of the TFO, the Television Francaise de l'Ontario, idelo.com. You have access to it there.
0: Are there any other um, films that you found on idelo around the theme of Halloween or Les Monstres?
1: Well, there is the television series, Motel Monstre.
0: Mm. And there are
1: several seasons.
0: Yes, I have watched this. Yes. It is it is really fun.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Um, so this one, there is a Halloween episode that I do usually show around Halloween, but after that, I mean, like I said, it's a whole series with many seasons, and you can watch several episodes available on Idelo. The challenge with um, that series, however, different than La Sorcière dans les airs, is the vocabulary is quite advanced and of course I it's I'm pretty sure produced in Quebec Mm -hmm. and so they're speaking Canadian French from Quebec uh, which accent is different than mine as an Anglophone having learned the language so when I do show it with my students I have to put on the subtitles Mm -hmm. to help them out but it's a cute little show and the episodes are about 20 or
0: 25 minutes Mm -hmm. and there's I find there is like Quite a bit of like physical comedy and pretty extravagant props because they live in this really run down hotel. The um, characters are a bit more like caricature-ish. Yes. Um, And so, but it's really fun and they have the recurring characters and their social dynamics so
1: yeah yeah so if our listeners if you haven't watched that show i encourage you to check it out watch an episode so you get a sense of the language level to see what kind of a fit that might be for your grade and uh, program i know a couple of years ago i saw in your classroom those beautiful frankenstein art projects oh yeah can you tell us about those
0: yeah so this was a listen and do activity okay um and I had done it with the grade sixes, but I think I might do it again this year with the grade sevens. And there's step-by-step instructions. I found it, I think, originally on, on Pinterest. Mais on fait d'abord, uh, on découpe un grand rectangle violet. Et puis on arrondit les coins. Uh, comme ça, ça fait une tête. And then uh, we make la cicatrice for the forehead and we start making all of these different elements. We're cutting them out bit by bit, talking about the vocabulary and then um, gluing it onto the background. But it's very much a listen and do activity. So I purposely don't actually show them the sample in advance because then they can just look at the sample and copy it so it's a bit of a surprise as we're listening and doing and gluing Mm -hmm. um, what the final product is going to be
1: I love that and because it's really specific listening activity and but also they have that visual cue with the materials and it's they're actually doing it right so we're not just talking about it but we can see it and we are talking about what we're seeing and what we're doing
0: mhm and then i it just in terms of preparation i pre cut to the rough size um like the the piece of um, papier violet it's quite large but then they only need a small band of black paper pour um to just make a little fringe of hair oh yes and um, So, I just kind of pre cut those to size Mm -hmm. so that we're not taking giant pieces of paper and wasting them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we always dress Frankenstein in a little bit of a suit. And yeah. He's very formal. Yeah. He's (laughs) he's fancy. (laughs) Elegant. Voilà. Yeah. (laughs) He's trying to fit in socially, but he's still rejected. (laughs) Poor Frankie.
1: Yeah. So I think um, with these, all of these activities and strategies, ideas, resources around Halloween, I hope that's inspiring our listeners to think about, you know, if you are going to do something around Halloween, um, it can be a really fun time of year, but also the teaching you do connected to the theme can have a really a meaningful purpose as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think while the kids are having fun, I think it's a great opportunity to um, review vocabulary. And I think it's almost because y a tellement train, you get so carried away with it. Maybe you almost as a student, um, I would hope you're almost forgetting that you're language learning, you're caught up in the activity. On est en train de sculpter des citrouilles or on est en train de bricoler even though maybe we're not drawing the students' attention to the fact that it's a language learning activity, but we want to model the use of whatever, the subjonctif or this new vocabulary um, over and over again so that that layer is definitely present, Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't happen to be at the forefront. Right.
1: And I will invite our listeners to please share with us, leave us a message, send us a message or a comment on our Instagram page. Uh, do you have great resources and ideas what do you use around Halloween with your students in French have we missed something that's a must try or um, is this just one that you skip Mm. you know it's not your thing and maybe you can tell us why
0: yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah
1: but I hope everybody today maybe walks away with one little thing they want to try
0: that's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'm excited for Halloween.
0: J'ai hâte pour l'Halloween. J'ai hâte de parler de nos craintes. C'est bizarre
1: yeah. d'avoir
0: hâte de parler des craintes, mais c'est en service de l'apprentissage du subjonctif. Donc, voilà.
1: Quel prof de français. Voilà. <laughs> Merci, Ingrid.
0: Merci, Kelly. À la prochaine. Au revoir.